episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where every episode we explore different avenues of all the different Disney offerings that they have, from parks to cruises to movies to home decor to clothes to toys. Well, not really. We haven't done toys yet, but idea for another episode. <laughs> so this week we're going to feature our our star cruising aficionado, Miss Melanie, and she's going to just give us some information about the different dinings on the cruises. I know we've touched on it on different episodes here and there, but she's going to kind of give us a rundown of how rotational dining works, the the dress codes that are for regular dining and then for the more formal dinners that they do offer on the Disney cruise lines and, and what the deal is with all of that. So take it away, Mel. <laughs> sure. I'll just jump right on into it. it. It does come up from time to time on message boards and on the blog. What do I pack? How does dining work? What do I need to wear for dinner? It, it's, it, it can be confusing for a first time cruiser. But I know so many of you guys are Walt Disney World travelers. And let me tell you, if you have mastered the Disney dining plan at Walt Disney World, you you can do this. You can do anything. <laughs> compared to dining at Walt Disney World, dining on Disney Cruise Line is ridiculously easy. It's so simple. There are three main dining rooms. How, how many restaurants at, between quick service and table service are there at Walt Disney World? Oh, I'm going to go with 222,000. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it, it it's very overwhelming. <laughs> On Disney Cruise Line, for dinner time, there are three main dining rooms. Three. That You have more options than that, but as far as rotational dining, you have the three main dining rooms that you and your family are going to spend. And each e- you'll go to those each evening for dinner time. Your rotation is assigned to you. So the, the where am I going to dine tonight is already predetermined for you. So on a three-night cruise, you'll dine in one of the three main dining rooms each night. If you're on a four-night four night cruise, then you'll go to each dining room once, and then you'll repeat one of them. So we'll stretch that out for a seven-night cruise. All three dining rooms you will eat in twice, and then you'll have a, a three-peater, like what we like to call it. Which restaurant or, or which dining room will we be three-peating in? So that's what rotational dining is. You just rotate between the three main dining rooms. And what the one of the great aspects of rotational dining is that your service team, your head, your head servers, your servers, and your assistant servers rotate with you. So whoever was serving you on your first night will be with you on your second night and your third night and so on, which I absolutely love because they get to know you. They get to know your preferences. They get to know that I really need to have that Diet Coke waiting for me. When I come sit down, because I'm <laughs> usually running around having a good time, and I'm pretty thirsty by the time I get into the dining room. So I love to see that drink waiting for me before I even get there. And the servers on Disney Cruise Line are amazing, and they they really do take the time to get to know you and know what you and your family need to make that dining experience a good one. But in addition to those main dining rooms, there's cabanas which is a buffet during the day and a table service restaurant at night. So for any reason, your main dining room isn't going to work for you. You do have other options. There is, of course, poolside dining, which I like to 
kind of compare to quick service dining at Walt Disney World where you just go on up and grab your food from the service counters and then you can go to one of the poolside tables or lounge chairs and have your meal there. Now, one of the great things about Disney Cruise Line is all of that dining I just talked about, that is already included in the price of your fare. So it's not like you're going to be looking at menus and seeing any prices for anything at, for any of the food items at any of the main dining rooms or cabanas or on poolside service. That's not to say everything edible on board is free. It's not. They, there are some menu items that do incur a charge, but anything you need for survival <laughs> and then some <laughs> is already included in the price of your Disney Cruise Line fare. And one of the things that trips people up is, okay, so I know I have a main dining room to go to each night. What do I need to wear? Because Disney Cruise Line throws out words like cruise casual and optional dress up and pirate night. And unless you've <laughs> cruised before, you really don't know what cruise casual means. And that's okay. That That's just fine. So on um, DCLPrepSchool.com, I have a blog post entitled Five Ways to Dress for Dinner on a Disney Cruise. And I break it down very simply. What does cruise casual mean? What does optional dress up mean? And so on. So cruise casual, I like to liken that as my default setting. Cruise casual is your bare minimum dress code <laughs> and it, it's an easy easy dress code basically there's nothing special you need to do to dress in cruise casual cruise casual t-shirts are fine jeans shorts flip-flops really the only two forbidden items just two forbidden items really for cruise casual are tank tops no tank tops and no swimwear meaning no swim trunks no swimsuits no cover-ups Things like that. So regular clothes are absolutely fine. You don't have to do anything special for a cruise casual dress code. Again, just no flip-flops. I mean, sorry. No, so no tank tops and no cruise and no swimwear. And I, I think that's just kind of common sense. <laughs> I don't really think that anybody should have a problem with cruise casual. Now, one of my favorite nights is what's called optional dress up. Now on optional dress up, it means you have the option of dressing up. You don't have to, you used to have to. Now you don't. In fact, cruise casual again is the default for that night, meaning your minimum dress code is cruise casual. But a lot of people do take that opportunity to dress up. I like to, I liken it to kind of a Sunday best dress code. So for my guys, it means dress pants and an Oxford, just a simple button-up collared shirt. And for the girls, usually a nice little dress or you know, something something of the sort. You could have dress pants and a nice blouse. And one thing about optional dress-up night, it, it's you'll you will see some people in tuxedos and gowns. You certainly do see that, but you'll see just as many people not dressing up at all. <laughs> and this is my soapbox moment. I've warned the troopers that my soapbox moment was coming, and here it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, people. There are so few opportunities for kids to really dress up and experience what full-service formal dining is. And, and Disney does full-service in a family-friendly way because all of the dining experiences in the main dining rooms are a full-service event. 
and to dress up and you're in these beautiful, beautiful dining rooms and to dress up just makes sense. I mean, you're in such a lovely atmosphere that is created for your family. I mean, when you go to a nice restaurant and land, they're not really family friendly. They're, they're adults only affairs and sometimes they can be kind of stuffy, but Disney gives you the opportunity to really dress up and have a great night with your family. So I always do like to teach my kids to dress for the situation and, and optional dress up night really fits the bill. And it also teaches them that, Hey, a nice pair of pants and an Oxford aren't really all that uncomfortable after all. It's just a cotton shirt with buttons. <laughs> really? <laughs> and so optional dress up night is a good night for that. If you were on a seven night cruise or longer, you'll also have a semi-formal night. For semi-formal, it's really just polos and khakis for the guys and a sundress for the girls. Or, you know, even I've been known to just wear the same thing on both nights. And what I always tell people who ask me about dressing up for formal night is I say, take that as a great opportunity to get a family picture taken. There will be photographers all around the atrium during the dinnertime hours, and they will take your photo. Even if you don't pre-purchase the photo package that Disney Cruise Line offers, you can get an 8 by 10 print for about $21, $22. I challenge anyone to get a family portrait made on land for $22. <laughs> it is the best bargain at sea. It's impossible. Owen Mills charges twice that. And that's just for the sitting fee. Yeah. So, you know, I I always say this is this is perfect time to get that Christmas card shot, to <laughs> get that family portrait, you know, because you're you're not going to have an opportunity like that again. And dinner's only a couple hours. Dress up, y'all. Get into the <laughs> get into the spirit. Now, this next dress code shall we say <laughs> specifically created with our favorite pirate trooper rj in mind <laughs> pirate night i will admit to being a bit unprepared for pirate night on my first cruise i didn't realize how seriously people took pirate night <laughs> i thought hey maybe an eye patch and a bandana and i'm good what no nah. Slacker. I know it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> People get in full pirate regalia for pirate night. And I'm talking adults, y'all. Yeah. Adults are getting into pirate night. It is so much fun. But there How are often of- do you get a chance to do that either? Uh, at least once a month. Oh, the <laughs> Okay, typical people. <laughs> non RJ people. <laughs> But yes, so and there are ways to kind of mix it up where you don't really have to be in full pirate outfits. You could, there are you know, skull and crossbones t-shirts. My son, my teenager has a Goonies t-shirt. You know, yes. if you remember from the 80s, the Goonies, you know, has the skull and crossbones thing, that yep. map thing. Mm-hmm. So he has a Goonies t-shirt and I've seen people dress up as characters from Peter Pan, like they're Wendy and the Darling Children. And they're lost boys. So, you know, even pirate adjacent characters are good to go. And one of the great things about Pirate Night on Disney Cruise Line, it's not just about the fireworks or the late night buffet, but all of the characters get into pirate costumes, too. 
So Chip and Dale are in pirate costumes. Captain Mickey is pirate Captain Mickey. And of course, everyone's favorite captain, Jack Sparrow, mm-hmm. is about to be dressed for the occasion. Absolutely. Again, cruise casual if you must, but hey, cruise casual with a pirate? That's a, pirate theme? That, I like it. That's winning right there. <laughs> that is winning. <laughs> now, there are two other special places on Disney Cruise Line where cruise casual will not cut it. <laughs> and that is Paolo and Remy. All four ships have uh, an adults-only dining experience in Palo on the Disney Disney Fantasy. They also have Remy. Now, Palo and Remy are for adults only, 18 and up. And Palo is Northern Italian-themed cuisine. They have a brunch and a dinner. And Remy, Remy's got brunch now too, right? On sea days, I believe. See, days Remy has brunch. Yes, I don't know. So it didn't <laughs> yes. always. It did not. No, always. they just started that like a year ago. Right, a year, so, year and a half ago. I'll be on the dream this summer, and I'm definitely going to have to try out that. But for Paulo, it's you do have to dress for that collared shirts for men with pants or slacks for the ladies. Definitely a dress or skirt or dress pants. Now, Paulo has recently relaxed its dress code, and you can actually wear jeans there as long as they're in good shape. Like, no holes, no fraying, no super baggy, you know, where they look, you know, no paints on the jeans, none of that. So, as long as they're in good shape, then you're you're good with jeans at Paulo. Now, for Remy, Remy is a French cuisine adults-only establishment, so the dress code is kicked up another notch. Where men, for dinner time, you do have to wear a jacket. And a beret. You do not need to wear a beret. Maybe a pirate hat. <laughs> I think pirate hat? Definitely a pirate hat. <laughs> Ladies, cocktail dresses or dresses. You can wear pantsuits, but absolutely no jeans at dinner time in Remy. For brunch or the dessert services, men can wear men do not need a jacket for brunch or dessert service but no jeans no shorts no no flip-flops at either Remy or Paolo no capris for the ladies no tennis shoes please it's dress shoes dress sandals things of that nature so Remy and Paolo they're they're not included in the main dining rotation since they are adults only signature dining you will be paying for your meals at both Remy and Paolo but Oh my goodness. They are so worth it. It's worth it. And and you think you're getting full service in the main dining rooms and you are your, your server and your assistant server are nothing but attentive. And even my kids had to learn how to deal with the, the interactions with the full service dining, but full service, take that up two or three notches. That's Remy and Paolo, the dining and the attention to detail is just amazing. Even if you don't dine there, I, I, Definitely recommend going and taking a look around the dining rooms during some of the off hours and taking a look at the art and taking a look at the decor and the attention to detail. Just even in, in the place settings themselves, the, the spaces are beautiful. Definitely, definitely worth taking a tour of the areas, even if you're not dining there. But 
I highly recommend dining there. <laughs> so, in poolside dining, obviously, that's the one place where, you know what, bathing suits are perfect. So, if you are not into dressing up for anything whatsoever, poolside dining to the rescue, or room service for that matter. Room service to the rescue, so... Lots and lots of dining options on Disney Cruise Line. Cool. There was a few things you had said as you were going on. I was Mm -hmm. remembering from the one time I was on it. It's been a long time. It was 2002 was the only Disney Cruise I've been on. on Things have changed. On the Wonder. Yeah, they're trending towards more casual. That's what I was going to ask you because I remember... And you said they don't call it a captain's dinner anymore, but I want to—I want to say that they referred to it as the captain's dinner, and I believe it was on our. We did a yeah. seven-night western. And they did. Other cruise lines still call it the captain's dinner. Yeah. Disney now just calls it optional dress-up. Yeah, I mean, if you weren't in pretty much form, formal wear, you couldn't go to the dinner. So, and we're not talking Sunday best. We're talking formal wear. Yeah, like, like I had it. I had a suit. Party kind of thing yeah. yeah no i had a suit my wife had a nice dress and and we we did go to Apollo as well but i right. f- feel like that one i didn't have to wear the jacket where the whole well at the captain's dinner i was you know suit tie and the whole nine yards right. which absolutely which is funny enough as it is to have me you know with one this of those trend <laughs> of people wearing pajamas in public and you know right well, I, watching what people wear on airplanes these days, I'm like, oh, oh I just have to. My, my kids know how I feel about all of that. Like, so you're so you're totally against the uh, late night adult pool party pajama party. No, no, I'm fine with that, but just keep it oh, out, okay. keep it outside at the pool party. No, it was it's just funny because I remember the people that we were seated with at the table were it was another family. It was a husband and wife and had one teenage son and they didn't come to the formal dinner. And then it was two, two girlfriends that were teachers were at our table with us too. And I believe, I want to say they came to the formal thing, but I, I, I can't remember for sure. I think my wife and I were the only ones at our table that, that came to the, the formal dinner. But back to what you were saying about the pictures, besides the fact that you get these fantastic pictures because they have the photographers and, I don't know what the prices are today for these packages, but I want to say our package for the week was like a hundred bucks and it was whatever pictures they took of anything on the whole entire ship. Right. And I tell you just for that night, it was worth it because we got a ton of pictures taken and Mickey was out like in his like captain's thing to take pictures of. Right. In the and eight- you'll get Mademoiselle Mickey or Minnie. The- sorry. Yeah. And, yeah. Everybody gets in on the. Fun. And then we had pictures with the captain we got. So that, I mean, it was, you know, once in a lifetime experience for us. I don't know the next time we'll get on a cruise with three kids. It'll I'll probably be 60 years old, but right. You know, it, go, to what you said, it's definitely worth the price for the pictures for definitely getting the package. I would think I'm right sure now, prices have from between increased, 2002 but. to now, if you're on a seven night cruise, if you get the all digital package where you get a USB thumb drive, yeah. the all digital package for a seven night cruise is now $250. Wow. For a three-night cruise, it's, yeah, it's totally worth it. But it is. See, it is very worth it. If you get the digital and the print packages, where you get the prints as well as the thumb drive, for a seven-night cruise, that's $350. And for a three-night cruise, that's about 270 So they do price it by how many nights you're going to be sailing. So obviously, you know, the longer the cruise, the more right. photo opportunities you're going to have. 
And so it's a sliding scale between the three night crews and it goes on up. So it's so if you get the digital package, which is the one I recommend, it's $250 for that seven night. But if you pre-purchase it, then you get 15% off of that. Oh, wow. And nice. By the last night of your cruise, but it has to be before the last night. You feel like I've just not used this service. Like, at all. like you've just decided to hang out and schlep over by the pool deck and not even bother with character meet and greets or pictures. You can go up to the the photo service desk and say, hey, it, it, it's called Shutters. I believe it's on deck four on all four ships. I say, we've just not taken any pictures. And they will refund you your money. You will not get that USB drive. And so it, it's, there's no risk involved in pre-purchasing it. And you might just be surprised. But yeah, definitely take advantage of those photo packages for, you know, family portraits they're also if you're on the dreamer fantasy much like at walt disney world when you get attraction photos there is actually a camera on the aqueduct oh nice and i know i didn't even know it was there until my husband and i and some friends we were cruising with we went into shutters to take a look at the pictures that we had accumulated in our digital file and there were about 20 pictures of our daughter and our friend's daughter on the aqueduct, and they had figured out where the flash was. Perfect. They began posing for it. Nice. <laughs> we had some of the best pictures. We laughed so hard. So yes, definitely the photo packages are worth looking into. And you know, pirate night when you're dressed up, all dressed up for pirate night. Great photo opportunities with Jack Sparrow with all of the characters in their pirate gear on dress up night. All the characters get into the spirit as well. So those are you know, great opportunities to dress up and get some great pictures. And like I said, I challenge you to find a photographer or a photo studio on land with these prices. I mean, it, it, it is the only bargain to be had. Yeah, <laughs> no, for real. The fair is no bargain, but the photo packages, I believe for what you're getting and you know the fact that it is a vacation photo service and those tend to be very pricey anyway. Well worth, well worth it. Yeah. And I'm more of a fan of the digital. I usually don't do the prints unless I'm looking for, unless I buy a specific print, and then I just buy the one a la carte. I usually rarely try to get, I rarely get the printed photos from the ship. But sometimes I've been known to want them, or you know, they're they're great gifts. So like if you're traveling with somebody and you're giving them a, a depart departing gift, I, I like that. But yeah, so the using shutters on board i've got a another blog post over on dcl prep school all about photo packages super simple and a great way to have it's one of my best souvenirs i I never regret getting a photo souvenir no definitely not i'm gonna sound like the back in my day guy but back in my day when i went on the cruise i mean they (laughs) they didn't offer the the digital package so you only had to get the printed things, which was fine, which was great, because then when we got home and made our giant photo album and scrapbook, it was easy. We didn't have to go to, you know, your local pharmacy store and get everything printed out. But I, the digital thing is definitely worth it, because then, right. you know, do they do, like, what the Disney Photo Pass does when you get home? Can you – is it linked to, like, the same website where you can, like, put the borders on it and – Not at all. Oh, In really? Fact, oh, wow. Customer service, once you've departed – is sketchy at best. Oh, okay, so you're just kind of just just it, pictures. You know, and I highly recommend if you've got a laptop, when you get that USB drive, 
put that in your laptop before you get off the ship. Because if there are problems with your photos not being on that thumb drive, it is far better to discover that on board than once you have left the ship. It Customer service on the backside, you might get a response. You might not. I had a problem where what I was looking for a photo that I thought was in my printed package once and it wasn't there. And I didn't have a digital copy of this particular one because not all the, it's good. I mean, it's an imperfect system. Right, right. You know, it's, you know, sometimes it's relying on facial recognition. Other times they do scan your key to the world card. It's an imperfect system. You will go, okay, I know I took a picture with Donald Duck. Why is there no picture of me with Donald Duck anywhere in my portfolio? Things like that. So if you can figure that out ahead of time, it's always better. So it's good to take about, you know, take a little time and look through that, your digital file on board, look through your, your printed pictures before you get off the ship. Definitely. It is not like using Disney's PhotoPass service because this is actually through a third party vendor. Oh. And it, it's not by Disney. It's um, a company called mycruisephotos.com. Mm hmm. They actually, I believe they do Carnival and maybe Royal Caribbean is the other line they do as well. But they do other cruise lines and I, I wish they would integrate PhotoPass type technology. But Yeah, I'm surprised that they don't integrate it within the My Disney Spirit this, Experience app, at least for, I know you don't need, do you need Magic Bands aboard the ships now? No. Okay. No, they're only in the Magic Bands. The kids' clubs have wristbands. Right, right. They do look like Magic Bands. They look like a Magic Band. They quack like a Magic Band. In fact, you can activate them at Walt Disney World to be Magic Bands, but they are not Magic Bands on the ship. Okay, I got you. They, they are only activated once the child is actually in the Oceaneer Club or Oceaneer Lab. Okay, so they still so use the, the key to the world cards. The regular old cards for your room key and your charging and things like that. Alas, yes. Okay. No, I was just wondering because I know they've, you know, like I said, it's been 14, 15 years since I've been on the last one. So I just, I know there have been a tons of the upgrades. I wish, I wish, I wish. And we thought that maybe the Wonder was going to integrate them. Because when the Wonder went through her dry dock not that long ago, we saw crew members. People had taken pictures, crew members had taken pictures. And they ended up online of crew members. You could see them wearing magic bands right. to scan on the ships. Huh. We're like, well, wait a minute. Maybe they're going to have that. Nah, that was just how they scanned on and off the ship. Now, when did the... I just don't know the timeline of it. When when the Dream and the Fantasy came online, were magic bands rolled out yet? Or was it just before it? I'm so... no, no, that was after. It was after. What was it? Because at that time, the Kids Club bands were still... Kind of this clunky okay. hybrid of zip tie. Clear looking thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like a hospital wristband meets a zip tie with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. With an RFID chip. thing on it. That, you know how dogs have those shot collars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very clunky. And my daughter hated it. Once they moved over to the Magic Band-like technologies, they were bright yellow in the early days. Back in, what was that, 2014? I think maybe to probably around 2013 is when they probably began using the magic band style of wristbands on the cruise ships. Okay. They used to be bright yellow. Now they're blue mm. and they have characters and they're much prettier now than they used to. Yeah. Be. I can imagine. 
they're really they're, they're actually cool looking now but <laughs> so yeah so no no unfortunately no magic band technology on the ships yet though the mechanisms are in place to make it happen so hopefully soon they'll, they'll make it happen because i don't like when you're swimming or you know whatever i don't like leaving my key to the world card laying around yeah that's, nobody no nobody does yeah so I, i'm hoping that'll come on board soon mm. so i know we've kind of gotten a little off topic off the dining but yeah okay that's fine well, I, I, obviously, I can talk Disney Cruise Line for hours. <laughs> well, I gonna I can reel it back into dining because I just wanted to touch on something else that. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about on here at all. I know um, Milford and Melanie have cruised quite a bit more than I have, and I Crystal and Crystal as well. So I know they've probably ex- experienced this a lot as well. Or I'm wondering for Milford, who's who's not been there with kids, to my knowledge. Uh, actually, neither was I on my first one because it was our honeymoon. But with the servers that follow you along, that I remember the first time they explained that to us, and when it, you know, watching it happen for the from the different restaurants, it just blew my mind. And it, besides the fact that they came with you, it just fascinated me how they just remembered things, like what Melanie said. Like I, I'm not, I wasn't a wine drinker at the time, so we didn't have like a wine package. But I did either have a cocktail or a beer every night with dinner, and she would just. She would just ask me, you know, what will it be tonight? You know, RJ, would, would you like your, would you like your cocktail or would you like your beer with, with the appetizers or whatever? And it just blew my mind. And I think after the second night, I usually always had the cocktail first and then had the beer with dinner. She would just, it would just be at the table, like you said, with your diet coke, and it was just insane. And the things they remembered that you liked the best, they would either have that maybe a small plate of it the next night, you know, f- for your appetizer or something. It was just. Absolutely. It was just insane. But beyond that part of it, the interaction – now, I'm sure every team is different. I don't know if – I mean, the two right. that we oh, had, yeah, I, I can't I can't remember their names. For I do, I remember the, the, the woman's name. Her name was Dorothy. That wasn't her real name, but that's what they called her. Oh, I know, because her the partner's name, uh, it was a male and a female. She was the – I don't know what you would call it. He he was the main waiter and she was, I guess, the assistant. I don't. He was the server. And he she was the assistant server. Right. Her they called her Dorothy because his name was Toto. He was from the Philippines, and Aww. and she was Haitian. So that's the, like the relationship they had together. So he he was Toto and she was Dorothy. They were right. fantastic because the chemistry they had together. But then when <laughs> and we, that matters. But then at the table they always had cool little. Like, not magic tricks, but... And for some reason, I was always the one that did them. Like, she would bring out, like, a pile of crayons and spell out, like... You know, put the number 600 or something like that. And, okay, move two of them and make it into this number or something like that. And then Absolutely. I remember her doing magic tricks with, like, the upside-down wine glasses. Not, like, a three-card Monty thing. Like, some other weird... There's pictures of me doing it because that was great with the photo package as well. And I just... Great. I don't know. You just it they can do like origami with the kids. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't wait till I can go with my kids again just for the. Ex- it's just like, like we talk about with experiences in the parks. It doesn't. It's not gone on the cruise line and the dining. To me, is like the focal point of it because that's where one of the many times where you're you're sitting for a longer period of time. Unless, like Melanie says, you're hanging out by the pool and there's always stuff going on out there. But when you're dining, that's like. It really is like an, it's it's like another experience part of the ship and like it really is because one of the great things my family loves with Disney Cruise Line is the fact that sorry guys is that we never see each other all day long. <laughs> no for real <laughs> you know, 
everybody has something to do just for them. The teenagers, the younger kids, mom and dad. We all have something that we, you know, for just for us. But dinner time is when we come together. And those servers and assistant servers, they, you know, they are the heart of dining on Disney Cruise Line. It's, you know, the food is good. The dining rooms are beautiful. and Or, you know, the decor is amazing, especially over an animator's palette. The yeah. decor is fantastic. But it's really, it's all about the crew members. And if you've got a good serving team that work together like that, it makes all the difference. My For my family reunion cruise, we had 30 of us. So we had two tables. Wow. We had, each table had its own server and assistant server. And what was funny is that because there were 30 of us, we would just flip-flop where we sat every night. So you never knew, or they never knew, really, which table we were going to yeah, sit yeah, at. Yeah. <laughs> Testing their, uh, their knowledge. <laughs> really did. And Caroline on the Disney Magic, she was one of our servers. She was fantastic with knowing who was where. And you were assigned to this table kind of just for dining rotation purposes. But, you know, we would always look and she's like, Oh, you're from there. And they would know. And what was even better is how do, I don't even know how many kids we had. I would say half of us were kids or kids at heart. But for the little ones, they would have little kids cups with their names already written on them, waiting for them at the table. So the kids always had a drink. They never had to wait for their drink. There was one time at lunch where one of our assistant servers was serving us at lunchtime. And he made this little animal origami thing for my cousin's daughter. Because she was getting a little fidgety waiting for her her tray to come. And he made her this little origami thing and stuck it on the end of a pencil to make the little <laughs> animal kind of gallop. These servers are phenomenal. They they have they're either trained really well or they just have this heart of service for families because they they, they do things that you know, they don't even have to. They don't have to come to your table with crayons and, and do mind tricks with you. They don't have to do that. No. But it's fun. They're, they're oh, I had a blast. And, and you know, when you get that great serving team, it makes all the difference. And yep. it makes you want to come back every night. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't skip any meals except for the one night we went to to the Apollo dinner. But I think, I think after Apollo dinner, I think we might have even went into our rotations. We did, like, an early dinner, and we sat at the at the later seating. Oh, maybe you could touch on that, too. I'll finish, and then and then... Yeah, and I think we went back for dessert at the <laughs> – just to see – because it's like you get to know these people and it's it, – especially when you're on a seven-day cruise. And by the end of it, it's like you've made literally friends with hopefully the people at your table. And I know we've we've touched on that on other episodes, but definitely with specific crew members, especially if you go and hang out in the nightclubs. I know we're not talking about all that stuff today, but it, it, it just spews everywhere on the ship between the dining and – you know, and and beyond the servers and the and the and the assistant servers, I remember the. I, I I'm forgetting the tiering of it, but there's a fellow that's in charge of either that whole entire dining room or a certain that's the head server. The head server. I remember him coming out not every night, but I did meet him and shake yes. his hand a couple nights. You know, same thing like if the chef comes out at his restaurant, but just absolutely but, they are in charge of everything that goes on as far as guest experiences in yeah. that dining room. That's the head server. Yeah, he, but this dude was awesome. He knows everything. Uh-huh. So I, what I wanted to say is there's two 
time, two different times you can come yeah. and eat. So I'd, I'd mention that, just to explain about that, because I don't know that I remember all the ins and outs of it. Main dining and late dining. So the main dining is the earlier seating, and that's usually at 5.45 local time. So if you flip-flop time zones while you're on board, it'll be 5.45 p.m. local time, and the all of the ship's clocks will sync up every day automatically for you. Um, but at 5.45 is your first dining, and then 8.15 is late dining or second dining. Do the late both. dining. I recommend, <laughs> unless you have little bitties. <laughs> yeah. And I mean small ones, like eight and under. I usually do recommend the second dining because you don't really want to have to ditch your afternoon activities to go and get ready for dinner. Because even if you're not dressing up, even if you're not, even if you're cruise casual, you're still going to want to kind of clean up. If you've been at the pool or if you've been at a beach, you know, at a port, you know, at one of the ports of call, you're going to want to clean up before you eat. You just are. And if you have a 545 dining time, that usually means stopping what you're doing around 430 at the latest. And sometimes that's a great time to be at the pool. The crowds have started to wane a little bit. And you don't really just want to drop everything and go and get ready for dinner. So unless you have little ones, I do really recommend that second dining. The second dining is at 815. <clears throat> Usually that means you will probably be having you know, dessert or coffee service around 9 30 9 45 so if it's a full service honey you're going to be in there for about an hour and a half yeah. <laughs> and if you really like your servers and the people you're dining with you could be in there for two hours <laughs> having a good time and that's okay especially if you're at late dining you don't really feel rushed to get out of there you know some we, we've been known to close down a dining room now i've sometimes been sitting in there till 11 o'clock at night <laughs> i know right because <laughs> we're just hanging out with the servers yeah, definitely. So each, yeah, each night Disney Cruise Line has either a Broadway-style show or some main entertainment going on in the Walt Disney Theater. And if you have early dining, then you'll go to the second show. So, And then it flip-flops. You'll go to the first show if you have late dining. I prefer – it's called dinner and a show, but I actually prefer the show and a dinner. Because if I've eaten a big old meal, I've been known to nod off during the show's <laughs> It's not the show's fault. The show's probably really good. But after a big old meal with maybe a drink or two, I'm be a little sleepy. <laughs> so I prefer to go to my show and then have the later dining. I've, I've done the early dining as well. And it's time. It's nice. But I think personally, I prefer the later. But that, that, that's a personal preference thing. Some people just don't like eating that right. late. Especially Americans. We, we, we tend to be earlier eaters. We like to be eating by the six o'clock, six thirty hour. That that's pretty standard for us. So I, I understand the appeal for the early dinner early dinner time, but it, it, it's a personal preference. There's no wrong answer there, unless you have small kids who are just going to be who need to be in bed by nine. And if your kids do need to be in bed by nine, by all means, go for that early dining. Honor their, your kids' bedtime because you don't want cranky. You know, kids are already off schedule enough on vacation. Getting them off schedule with eating and things like that, it, it's, it's really hard. And if you find that the dining times either just aren't working for you, you know, your kids are cranky or your kids can't handle dining with all of that, you know, going on around them. I mean, these dining rooms are really large. They just, they're, they're big spaces. And your kids just aren't warming up to that. Room service is fantastic. You can get, um, you either order room service. I've 
seeing families even order appetizers at the table and order their entrees to go and their servers will have their meals sent to your staterooms. Yep. So you can have, you know, a, a small portion of your dinner time at the dining room. And if your kids just are fidgeting or you have, you know, a child who has ADHD or ADD issues, and Disney is accommodating with all of that. And the servers are wonderful. And while we're speaking of accommodations, if you've got dietary needs, whether it's just a dietary preference or a straight up allergy, anything, whether, you know, it does not matter. Disney Cruise Line wants you to have a good experience dining with them. So they have a special services number where you can call them ahead of time and speak with a member of the dining services team and let them know what type of dietary issues you have. Now they don't have a separate galley for food preparation for people with allergies. They can't, you know, 1000% say that there's no cross contamination on anything, but they do such a good job of accommodating needs. We have um, a few diabetics in our family. And they made sure that all of their meals had, you know, different, you know, carb options and things like that for them. <laughs> so they, they really do everything they can to make your dining experience fit your family's needs. In my family, my immediate family, we just, we, when it comes to cruising, we just really like to eat a lot. My problem is, is never you know, what <laughs> it is. It's always pacing. Because the first couple of days, you see all of that food and you just like, you just want to eat everything. You know, it, it's right there. It's in front of you and it's good. And by day four, sometimes day five, I'm like, if I, I can't even look at food. And then by the end of the cruise, they think that I don't like the food. And I'm like, I love the food. I just can't eat anymore. I've been eating nonstop for a week. I cannot eat anymore. So by the time it's time for the disembarkation breakfast, sometimes I just skip it. Like, I can't even look at food. <laughs> just can't. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous the amount that there is at any given time of the day <laughs> or night. And at the coffee shops, even where the, there are the baristas at the coffee shops, the premium coffee is not free. It's maybe a smidgen more expensive than a Starbucks. It's not, you know, the price at the coffee bars is not outrageous, but they do have the little dessert stands in there and those are complimentary those are included in in the fare of of your cruise so they have the dessert trays in the coffee shops and obviously the ice cream the unlimited ice cream oh my goodness (laughs) and if you're going to frequent the coffee shop make sure you get the buy five get one free card yes i heard a rumor that they weren't going to that they were going to make them cruise specific because in past if you had three like say you only had three stamps on your card when you came back the next time you could do stamps four and five I heard now that they're thinking about making it cruise specific so that they don't carry it over but I'll have to look into that that'd be interesting because I know I used mine in June and I had three stamps going into that cruise I know so So I've always carried over I keep um, I have a lanyard that I take on all my cruises. It's that one with the wallet. I never use my Castaway Club lanyards. I use the one. You can buy it at the gift shop on board. It's got the it's the lanyard with the wallet attached to it instead of the pouch. It's the actual Velcro wallet. I love it. Um, 
and that's where I always keep my card so that I have it every time I cruise. Yeah. I think about. Well, yeah. and that's like my mug card for my beer. I never, <laughs> take, I never take a mug home. Yeah. I take the token home and take the token back the next cruise. We took the mugs home because my son likes them. I did the first cruise, but I do have one here. But. Yeah, we've got, well, we've got two from our last, we had, um, my sister, so sweet, had given us the, um, it was from our cruise in January, actually, not our last one, but our cruise last January, and um, she had sent those to our stateroom, it was really sweet, so we had gotten the bigger mugs, but yeah, my son really likes them. <laughs> and the, the thing with the mugs is, is it's a 22 ounce mug and you when you refill this you buy the mug and when you refill it you pay the 16 ounce price oh so interesting that, that's, the, that's the deal with the mugs hmm. now I did measure the amount of liquid that goes into the mugs and to get 22 ounces you basically have to fill it to the tippity tippity top and no ice probably and they usually do fill it to the tippity tippity top because I always end up spilling it. <laughs> so they, they're, they're, they they know how much fits in there. Cool. All right. Well, that's dining. That and that's dining, <laughs> and a few extras things. <laughs> so, thank Melanie for that extended report on that. And while some may not think it's a big deal, it. it it really is because it does change your experience on the ship and with knowing for people who have not cruised before knowing the different different dress codes and how the rotational dining works is is definitely a new experience especially if you're coming from other cruise lines that don't do it so and any other information you could possibly want to know on cruising please head on over to dclprepschool.com or hit up Melanie on any of her social media sites and she will gladly answer your question and help you along with anything that you will need to know about cruising without a doubt so on that note we're going to wrap up this episode and we're going to thank everybody for listening and i hope you enjoyed this little cruise line extra and we will talk to everybody next time (music) 